Roman Reigns, and he runs into the Pele kick. AJ Styles down. Go for it again. Look at the Styles clash. For the championship. Styles clash on the chair. AJ Styles. And the Usos saving the match. Family. Here's the cover. Maybe not. Oh, Uso gaining just enough for his cousin. Keep that championship alive! The wheels are turning in the head of AJ Styles. What do I have to do? He's done everything, hasn't he? I mean, I don't know what else he has. Well, Oso did just enough. Got just enough distraction to allow Roman Reigns to kick out. And now Styles with a chair. He's going to wear out Roman Reigns. Chair to the Usos. AJ Styles has gone completely crazy now with these steel chairs. He better go crazy. That's how bad Styles wants it. AJ Styles is finally snapped. That chair is bent in half. I think we know why. He's calling for it. Looking for the phenomenal elbow. The phenomenal forearm to put Roman Reigns away. Elbow exposed. Put an exclamation point. Went for the Two men who pushed each other. That's what it's all about. To the absolute. Pushed each other. That's what. Oh my God. Oh my God. What? What? Oh my God. It's Seth Rollins. It's Seth Rollins. Oh, Pettigray. Seth Rollins is back. Seth Rollins is here. Oh, Pettigray to the champion. Wrestling fans, at this time, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to introduce what you have been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is The Dirty Dog. 
Darcy. So you can shut up and realize I am not the flavor of the month. I am not the next big thing in the WWE. I'm the only thing. I'm the only thing that matters because I am the best in the world at what I do. I'll say it again. I'm the best in the world at what I do. Do you understand what I'm saying to you right now? And you're listening to The Dog House with me, the Dirty Dog Darcy, over at MainEventStatus.com. What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. What? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And on this podcast, I talk about anything that's on my mind. Movies, wrestling, music, pop culture, politics, whatever. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Did you see it? What is it? We got it! What is it? Will there be any more of them? I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Now let's get into the podcast. Keep firing, assholes! Or you could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Enough, I get the point. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. things do you do to get extreme? What things do you like to use when you get into a street fight? Do you get a mop? Do you get thumbtacks? A straitjacket? A barbed wired 2x4? Or a potted plant? A mellow yellow? A Mountain Dew? A Gatorade? A notebook? A podcast? I don't know. But this is the Doghouse Podcast number five. I am the Dreed Dog Darcy. Thank you guys once again for downloading the Doghouse. I appreciate you. I appreciate for giving me a chance to listen to me babble for a while. They were taking an hour, few minutes, top of that menace, that whatnot. I do definitely have a treat for you guys today. I have a very, very, very special guest to talk about WWE Extreme Rules 2016 from last weekend, May 22nd, 2016, from the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Tenants figure, according to Wikipedia, was 15,963 jam-packed fans to watch eight matches, including the pre-show, for Extreme Rules 2016. Normally, they have had Extreme Rules to be the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania, and I'm happy that they switched it up, have this be the second pay-per-view after WrestleMania, because 
I don't know. It just to me it seems silly to rehatch most of the WrestleMania matches a month later, maybe three weeks later, have them have stipulations. So I'm happy they finally moved Extreme Rules back to pay-per-views back about seven, eight, nine weeks after WrestleMania. Uh, the main event of Extreme Rules 2016 was very similar to Payback. Roman Reigns defending the WWE title against AJ Styles. That will be discussed. The Intercontinental title fiddle four-way with The Miz defending his Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship against Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. That will be discussed. Rusev challenging Kalisto for the United States Championship. That will be discussed. A run-in will be discussed more ways than one. You guys have to listen to the podcast to find out. Uh, the women's match between Charlotte and Talia will be discussed some. I guess after every match will be discussed some. Besides the pre-show match. And I guess I will talk about the pre-show match right here, right now in the opening of the podcast. The pre-show match featured Dolph Ziggler facing off against Baron Corbin in a no-disqualification match. To be honest, I could care less about Baron Corbin. I wish I would have thought about really talking to my guest about more about Baron Corbin than what was discussed, but maybe in some future doghouse we might. I guess I don't find Baron Corbin to be that very well entertaining. I think he's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 ish high, 6 feet, you know, more than halfway up the 6-foot scale. I don't think he has that much charisma. The guest I had for Back at Payback, Jesse Nadison, he is a fan of Baron Corbin. I was texting him off and under in Extreme Rules, and he told me that Baron Corbin has improved since, since his NXT days, so shout-out to Jesse on that. Shout-out to my source. But like I told Jesse when we were texting each other during the pre-show, I find to be... I find to Baron Corbin to be very boring as of right now. I don't see what WWE sees in him. I don't see what Vince McMahon or Triple H sees in him. Jesse told me through texting that Baron Corbin has improved a great amount since his NXT days. I don't see what... I don't see it, quote-unquote it, in Baron Corbin, which is sad, but I hope being on the main roster who Baron Corbin will develop it. He fought Dolph Ziggler. You know, um, Dolph Ziggler, I guess I don't really care much about Dolph Ziggler too. As you guys know, I only watch the pay-per-views and network specials. I don't watch Tron SmackDown, partially because I don't have time, partially because I really have no interest in watching our SmackDown. But I can definitely tell that Dolph Ziggler has fallen off the main event pitcher the last several years, and Dolph Ziggler, I can tell by his performances, by his attire, by him not dying his hair platinum blonde anymore, that he doesn't care either. Uh, I feel like this match that they had on Extreme Rules was better than their payback match, but that wasn't. that's not saying much since I never really paid attention to either their payback match or their Extreme Rules match. Baron Corbin won after he hit... Uh, Dolph Ziggler with a low blow and hit his end of days finish which looked pretty awesome since Ziggler is known for hitting awesome bumps taking big maneuvers so to say and you know, bumping for it so that was amazing to see that final sequence 
But that match went 7 minutes, 7 seconds, and I really didn't care much about that. Which is kind of sad, if you ask me, since I know both guys, I assume both guys would give their best for us, even on the pre-show. So that was the pre-show for Extreme Rules, and this is, I guess, the pre-show for the podcast. This is uh, the opening of the Doghouse number 5, covering WWE Extreme Rules 2016, and after this quick pause, this quick break, this quick interlude, you'll hear in the body of the podcast, me discussing WWE Extreme Rules 2016 with quite possibly my favorite person to podcast with, Daddy-O's and Daddy-Ets, here at MidEventStatus.com. SoundCloud.com slash Radio on iTunes, search out Radio or The Doghouse. Hit the subscribe button, rate us, review us, help us move up the charts. Now let's get into the body of the podcast here on The Doghouse with me, the Dirty Dog Darcy. Another coat breaker. From the Prudential Center, live from Newark, New Jersey. You know what? That's yesterday's news. Let me redo that. Live from the doghouse offices. I recorded live from Main Event Status Studio offices north and south. The special guest I was hyping up for the first segment. He is representing the area code 9. Oh, two, one, <laughs> zero. As you guys hear him giggling and laughing, thrilling in the hills of the zip code 90210 is Mr. Beverly Hills. Beverly. I'm back. Mr. Beverly Hills, what's happening? Not too much, man. It's great to be in the doghouse. <laughs> it's about time you finally jump into the doghouse, scrapple, claw, bite, Scratch, do what you had to do to get back out of the doghouse. So, obviously, Extreme Rules was, as of us recording, seven days ago. And I was thinking this past week, who would I like to have on to review Extreme Rules with me? And I was thinking, I'm not that entertaining to to review a whole pay-per-view by myself. I, um, uh... 
scratch my head too many times, awkward breaks. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ching, ching, wanna, wanna, big bang. And I was thinking, <laughs> I'd like to have somebody on again to review this pay-per-view, and who else better than Mr. Beverly Hills? You couldn't think anybody. You couldn't think anybody cuter. I'm sure. With your awesome, sexy beard, what can I say, Jack? And also, you're feeling a lot better. You're looking a lot yes. better. I'm happy you and I can do another podcast together. Yeah, man. And it's, be, it's great to be back. What can I say? And a tradition I started over uh, on the Mothership podcast. But changing it up for the doghouse. I uh, saw that at the grocery store today, and I was like, what the hell is this crap? For, because you are the main event of this podcast, Mr. Beverly Hills. <laughs> I'm opening up a Mountain Dew Black Label 16-ounce can. It's a little darker, brother. It's a crafted dark berry brew, dude. <laughs> dark brew, gross. <laughs> hey, don't call me gross. It sounds like poop. You dark, dark berry blend Mountain Dew. <laughs> this podcast is starting to sound like poop. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I'm, on house, it, so so. Th- I'm on it, so there you go. <laughs> so, start to finish. Well, overall thoughts on Extreme Rules this past weekend? Oh, man, I would say generally it's, it's I don't know, in my opinion, kind of classically one of those good but not great... Uh, mildly forgettable for the most part, you know, 80% of it, um, solid stuff. Um, one of those that I don't think is going to go down in history, which I'm, it was just kind of, I think the, sorry, kind of, kind of, I think one of the really symbols of this kind of era of WWE, but, um, one of those where you're not mad watching it and I wasn't, you know, so yeah, yeah. cause I, Overall, you know, there's some highlights that we'll be talking about. Some matches that blew Mike's expectations while watching live compared to going into it. And, yeah, I just was surprised, like you said, you know, a lot of the stuff, forgettable. Mm, yeah. So I just, think in, I just think in general this new era, quote-unquote, is, is like that. It's very much, you know, really kind of the last five years has has been a lot of this um it's probably better quality currently which i guess for me it's more that's more important it's more enjoyable for me that it's just good to watch uh it's more it's just still more of that kind of spinning tires thing yeah i guess something that i've been surprised to watch that's a lot better than i expected to be is roman reigns's third wwe title run that obviously he wanted at WrestleMania two pay-per-views back. And I felt like his two pay-per-view matches with AJ Styles blew away any expectations I've had of Roman Reigns and might be because of AJ Styles, I don't know. But I guess I want to get your thoughts since it's been a while since you and I have talked about this, especially on air. What is your overall th- thoughts and opinions on Reigns' title run so far since Wrestlemania well I mean I haven't watched any Raw or Smackdown so you and I are in the same boat yeah so I mean I'm I'm not super aware of like the day to day 
kind of stuff or the week to week stuff. Okay, uh, his um, pay per view matches that you've seen. I think his matches have been great, and I think he's really kind of come into his own as uh, a worker, I guess. But even more, they're putting him with the right people, like trying to have him be an underdog facing off against bigger guys. Like when they had him face off against the big show or, um, you know, guys, his size, like Bray Wyatt or even like Lesnar, that isn't going to be where he's going to excel. Like he's excelling against AJ styles because AJ styles is a flyer is a guy who's going to bounce around for him. And I think the same thing is going to happen into into his next feud, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about here. But I think he's really kind of came into his own in that and even kind of into his uh, in-ring character. Yeah, uh, def- how about you? Definitely, I totally agree with you when the Shield broke up and it seemed that they were grooming Roman Reigns to be the next John Cena. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a fan of it. I've been vocal before. I'm not really that big of accepting what what the trends that seem to be pushed pushed to us. You know, sure. like like John Cena, you know, Roman Reigns I wasn't really that, that big a fan of, but the last I wanna say well since WrestleMania thirty one with his title match against Brock, I felt like Roman Reigns has gotten, like you said, a lot better in ring, especially with smaller guys who can bump around with them. I know you mm-hmm. mentioned you no know, his seat with the big show I, if I remember correctly, last summer he did have, uh, well, eyes better than expected last man standing match with the Big Show that I was impressed with. Uh, I was impressed with the Hell in a Cell match he had with Bray Wyatt last October. And I, uh, I remember us talking about the Fastlane match with Daniel Bryan going into WrestleMania 31. Oh, yeah, I remember that one, yep. When we were, we, when we were on the road to WrestleMania 11 series, I remember, you know, like, like you said, you know, with certain guys who can help, if I can help him out in, in the ring, you know, with yeah. different, you know, matches, how to set matches up, I feel like he's, you know, great at, you know, like guys like Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, who have the the out the world experience, you know, wrestling over in Japan, you know, different companies can help build up Roman Reigns for the future if Vince wants this Roman Reigns era to keep going as him being the face of the company yeah i just think in general they got to get over the fact that their top baby face good guy whatever doesn't have to be an underdog and and i don't know i think that's just kind of like a a vince trope going back 30 years but that doesn't always have to be and you know reigns doesn't work well at at that and you know i think they finally kind of started doing it right with cena when they kind of realized that he doesn't always have to be the underdog and that's why i think a lot of people like you disliked him so much and why you dislike the booking of reigns kind of for the first part of his kind of time on top is that they've finally kind of gotten around the fact that the champion doesn't have to always have here here it comes the odds stacked against them right like that's the classic cena thing they don't always have to have the odds stacked against them to for us to like them 
we like them because we do or we don't like them because we do not. You don't have to put 100 people uh, against, you know, your champion or whatever. Um, it's okay if their odds are even or even if they're the, the favorite. Yeah, and I don't think of it. One another thing I didn't like about John Cena that I thought they were kind of doing with Roman Reigns is that he's you know unstoppable. He has no emotions mm-hmm. other than being happy. Oh, titles come, titles go, whatever. No, hate that. That, that yeah. kind of stuff about John Cena is what drove me away from John Cena and made, made me jump on the anti John Cena wagon. And I feel like WWE starting to change how what they do with Reigns, you know, because it's like. You know, his first two quick title runs and from Survivor Series to through the Rumble. It's like they were kind of doing kind of Cena-esque with him in that regard. And now it seems like Alice reading, you know, the Raw results and SmackDown results and watching the pay-per-views and the, build, the video packages for it. It's like they're starting to change Roman Reigns into not having him have the Cena stink on him, so to say. <laughs> well, it'd be different. I mean, the Cena stink would be somebody taking off of him or whatever but um i just think they're yeah they're finally realizing that this is a different character and a different person and um yeah i think i think his character has changed to be much more realistic um and just i think it works a lot better but but really i think where where things really matter is that he's doing very well in the ring and uh, you know that's uh, this match from extreme rules the other uh styles match from what was that payback yeah that that match was was really well done uh didn't really dig the the mania one but you know these two especially show how far he's come and how he can like i said really be the base for these um smaller flyers uh i think I think he could have a, a long future as that, both, I mean, in this kind of middle role, but I think even more so as a, as a bad guy. Yeah. I, th- I think he, he could have a, a really good future working with smaller uh, baby faces. Yeah, like I know you mentioned uh, Reigns' uh, payback match with AJ. I really like that. It blew me out of the water for expectations while I was since. Like you said, the Mania match with Triple H wasn't as good as it good as it possibly could have oh, been. Yeah, I was I was wrong who he was with. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> what what not? But then uh yeah that, so this Extreme Rules match, I was thinking, okay, how are they gonna top their payback match? And I re rewatched the closing, I don't know, three or four minutes of the WWE title match last night to kinda try to refresh my memory from from what what was going through my mind when I was watching this live and, you know, rewatching the last couple minutes made me remember how the fans live in the arena and how I believed every near fall that both AJ Styles and Roman Reigns yeah. had. And I, f- I feel like stuff, matches like that, opponents like you said, AJ Styles, I feel like would help Roman Reigns out a lot in the, in the long run. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, then, uh, since if I remember correctly, reading the, reading the Raw results, where would you like to see AJ Styles go now since AJ isn't in the WWE title picture anymore and it seems like him and the club broke up? 
Oh, I don't, I don't really care. As long as he's put with somebody who can match him in ring, I, I don't really care. To be honest, I would ways. Well, I, I'm the same boat as you, Beverly. That I really don't care. But I ways I would love to since he's brought out great matches with Reigns. I would love to maybe see him move to the maybe Intercontinental Title picture with the Miz. Possibly try sure. to pull out some great matches out of the Miz, but who's to say? Yeah. I mean, he is one of those guys. Well, he he can work with just about anyone. He can work with guys his size and, you know, match them move for move. He can work technical styles. He can work with bigger guys and make them look really good. Because if you look at, you know, um, really a wrestler who I hate and think is one of the worst and how he's still Chris getting – No, no, not yet. Whoa. Getting, getting – uh, you know, push. No, we're going outside of WWE for this one. And that's abyss in, in yeah. TNA. He's awful. But if you look at those matches with AJ Styles, those are the matches where people go, oh, he's got something. He could be good. He could be good. The answer is no. But Styles brings brings that out of him. And he can work with big guys and big guys who aren't very good um, and really do something with them. So, I mean – any of these newer uh, power wrestlers that they have coming up, um, you know, like, I don't know, like Baron Corbin, um, like, oh, shoot, who else? Bron- I mean, Rusev would, would look good. Braun Strowman? Yeah, you, may, maybe. He's he's farther away, but, yeah. yeah, if they want, you know, something like that. I think he can do really well with those type of guys and, you know, make them look good. Because uh, I th- I think at this point, you know, if they weren't going to pull the trigger with Styles in this feud, I hate to say it because, I mean, he is so good. But I do think kind of the ship has sailed for him as a title contender. And, I mean, I could be wrong. I hope I am. But I kind of think the ship has sailed for him as a title contender. So I guess at this point, you know, he is – gosh, he's got almost be 40 at this point. But – you know, at this point in his career, I guess I'd like to see him just have good matches with whoever they want to put him with. Yeah, that. Um, I guess I'm with you, Beverly. That I can't see him with the WWE title. I would love it, but with his matches with, I'll since he debuted at the Rumble, and I feel like every pay per view match he's had, his matches have blown blown me away more and more. You know, right? I, I don't feel like his fast lane matches Jericho. Was really the best. His match with Jericho at WrestleMania was I liked it. Was great. Probably one of my favorite matches from WrestleMania this year. It was like, one of it was one of the best ones. It was definitely the top half for sure. That I would like to see, kind of like what we both of us said. I would like to see AJ Styles be put with different guys to see what kind of matches we can get and have him be the veteran help. Teach guys how to put matches together, or what 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 their strengths are and what their weaknesses are, and kind of help hide the weaknesses and bring out the strengths. Yeah, and I mean the one thing I guess I would say is that this is one of the very very few times where I don't think they've made many missteps with him. Um, from now until, or sorry, from the time he debuted until now, and I I feared. A little bit, I was like, oh, no, you know, we're doing this kind of weird uh, match trading with Jericho, but they they 
Um, they saved that. I think they uh, round, rounded the corner on that very well going into their um, Mania match and coming out of it. I think they've booked the um, the Reigns thing really well and the club thing really well, and we'll see where they go after that. But so far, I think this first six months, um, as we stand, everything's looked really good. And something that looked really good was let me see what I what did I write down eighteen minutes in eighteen seconds of the Intercontinental Title Fatal Four Way match. Yeah, that match was great, and it that match. I wish I would have actually made time to watch that match again for this podcast, but that match blew away any expectations that I that I had. I'm not a, I'm not a Miz fan. I shat on him years ago. So him as Intercontinental Champion, him doing the whole movie star character for this run with his wife. I'm happy to see Maurice back. Don't get me wrong. I love seeing beautiful blonde women. But I'm not not excited to see The Miz around. And him, you know, going against Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. You know, three great workers. Like, okay, let's see how they turn this match out. And I cannot think of any other great four-way matches besides this one. I want to get your thoughts on... You you can't think of any other great four-way matches than this one? That's quite a statement, my man. At least I can't think of anything <laughs> in recent memory. Okay, that's better. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure there have been great four-way matches in the world outside but, of this. But you know, I'm, and the fans know on both our podcasts over at Main Event Status Radio and on the Dark House, I don't watch much Outside of the WWE. And you are a man of hyperbole. Yes. So, the greatest podcaster alive during Doug Darcy. Um, no, I, th- I thought this was awesome. And, and actually, to be honest, I love what they're doing with The Miz. I think, like, him being the guy who, like, isn't good, <laughs> but is able to get what he wants yet thinks he's good is fantastic i you know that's that can be a frustrating character but i think he's good enough that it works well you know if let me let me take that back i guess the last few pay-per-views i've been hating the miz in respects to i feel like he's actually starting to become a good heel like what you're saying that i you know how he stole the victory in this match at Extreme Rules. It maybe he got me invested enough to see. Okay, the next Intercontinental Title match or the next pay per view, I am interested. I am, I am willing to put my money down to hope and watch to see Miz hopefully lose the Intercontinental Title at the next title offense. Okay, yeah, and that's that's fair too. I just think that. I, I really like him as a guy who who gets what he doesn't deserve. And the reason why is because I think he's a lot better than a lot of people, you included, give him credit for. And um, I think he plays, he knows how the fans see him. And he knows that a lot of people see him, even though, God, this is, he were going on like a 15-year career here, but... That a lot of people see him as an undeserving anything, uh, and he's played into it very well. And I think he's 
really come into his own in this movie star character. Um, and I love the way he got the pin because it was it was so like, oh, no, Mrs. is going to win. But in a good way, not a bad way. Yeah, the, I guess <laughs> kind of like the WWE title match that I mentioned earlier. I remember the I, – I could be wrong. If I am, please correct me. I thought at I'll the end there seemed to be a lot of false finishes towards oh, the, end yeah. of the match. And that yes. that I – very very well enjoyed too. It's like the fans bought into each false finish too, and it's like the fans, in a good way, hated the fact that the Miz stole the victory at the end. And I guess I enjoy that too. Seeing the heel like the Miz steal the victory to retain his title, and I guess I'm interested to give him more of a chance. Like it's like you said, to have him prove me wrong because. I guess after hearing you that I'm thinking of, you know, his run as WWE champion back, what, five years ago or whatever, him not being that great, me not giving him much of a chance. I am interested, like I said, I'm interested to see how he takes this character further for months on. Yeah, I feel like that run, he played the undeserving champion and he actually was undeserving. <laughs> this time he's he's still playing the undeserving champion, but I think he's good. Um, and that's a a big, obviously a big difference. Um, and that's why I think this run works, whereas that one mm, wasn't so good. So I guess talked about runs, and I know this would be a very 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 heated discussion, which is <laughs> I, which is why I wanted to get you on since. I'm biased towards him. Since I'm hot. Well, you're hot and sexy, but that's besides <laughs> the point. I want to get your th- overall thoughts on Chris Jericho's 2016 run so far of what you've seen. Um. Okay. He looked like a heroin addict at WrestleMania. Um, his eyes and cheeks it looked very frightening. Uh, that That's that. Because so, I I didn't talk to you about WrestleMania on air, did I? No, I don't think. No, because no, that would have been over during my absence. Yeah, emails and phone calls that we've shared off and on since yeah since February. Yeah, we've talked little. You've talked to me a little bit over, that way about it. Okay, so he looked like a heroin addict. Um, he looks horrible physically, like truly, truly horrible. But I think. Uh, his matches have been tremendous um, outside of this one, which we'll get to. I thought his matches have been very good. Very good. Um, his character is a little trite, little kind of rehashed. I think he's doing the same thing he did in 09? 08, 09? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was really good then. Now it's a, it's a little bit kind of the same same thing. Um, but that's, it's okay. It's not my favorite. Um, but I think his matches have been really good and I can't fault that. Cause again, that's what I'm looking for. So, and I'm happy I had you on because I also, I'm going to be biased towards Chris Jericho. Everybody knows I'm yeah. a big Jericho holic. I'm always, excited, oh, yeah. I'm always excited to see him back. And I remember oh. watching this paper, this match live, how the fans weren't into it and, Everybody knows I judge matches based off of fans' reaction. Ah, yes. So I yes, went. You do. So I went back 
and watched this 26-minute match last night again. And okay. I felt like the fans, since this match came directly right after the Intercontinental title match, I felt like the fans were, bur- to me, felt burnt out from the Intercontinental title match. I could, um. be, I could be wrong. And I do feel like at times this Asylum match between Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho felt silly, especially with the mop. You know, situation and all that, and I, to me, I enjoyed this match because besides Jericho being in it, I felt like this match told a story in a sense that it wasn't, you know, spot, 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 you know, move, 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 herp and get my stuff in and all that. I felt like they let stuff breathe when it needed to breathe and the heel got his commitments in the end. Uh, well, you said my big problem with it in about the first 30 seconds of you talking, 26-minute match. This was tremendously too long. Very, very, very too long. Um, and if you shave 10 minutes off of this match, I think it would have been really, really good. Uh, perhaps verging on great. I think this match was just way too long. There was way too much um, get the next weapon, set it up, use it, lay around because we got hurt. Get the next weapon, set it up, use it, lay around because we got hurt. That that middle through 10 minutes, it really drug me down. But then the last maybe 5 to 10 minutes was awesome. And the, <laughs> the one thing Chris Jericho's got that look on his face when Ambrose came down with the bucket and they showed it, you know, everyone's whatever confused what's in it. But when he turned it over and it was tax and the look on Jericho's face, when he saw that it was tax was awesome. Awesome. I think on the good side of cheese, some people maybe say it's on the bad side of cheese, but I thought it was on the good side um, it was so, I thought that was awesome. And I thought the, the finishing sequence, the finishing last two to three minutes was really good. And like I said, I just think they got way too much time. Well, I, I, you know, after you mentioned that, I can see where you're coming from that the, I felt like, well, if they would have cut down 10 minutes of the match, it would have been nice if they would have, for me, if they would have cut out a couple of the, a couple of them getting certain couple of different weapon spots. Yes, agreed. Like the, agreed. Like the strap, I don't feel like the strap. The strap was bad. Yeah, the, I agree. I, I, me personally, I did like the the spot of Jericho having the barbed wire two by four and and Ambrose getting the nunchucks and Jericho, you know, yelling at him. You got nunchucks, you stupid idiot! I got you know two by four. <laughs> that made me laugh, but you know, I can see you know cut out certain spots, you know, a couple I, weapons yeah. and like a couple laying around spots. Yeah, it probably would have helped helped it out a lot. Probably would have helped a lot of other people's opinions on this match. But I, do you feel like this coming after the Intercontinental Title match may have hurt it in some ways? Uh maybe. But it's such a different match that I've, that I think they could have pulled the crowd back in very quickly, and by going so slow, I think they instead of pulling the crowd in, actually kind of pushed it away 
which, you know, definitely shouldn't be the goal, obviously. But I mean, like, you know, instead of snap back into it, snap back into it, they push them farther away. So that was an issue. Do you feel like this feud helps Ambrose out since... I feel like, you know, kind of, you know, since we've been mentioned, I've been mentioned a lot about the Shield breakup. Do you, I feel like a lot of people have been down about Ambrose losing a lot, and I personally can see that. It's like a lot of feuds Ambrose has been having, a lot of pay-per-view matches, he's been losing a lot. And I don't remember the last time since the Shield broke up that Ambrose won two pay-per-view matches back-to-back. Yeah, I th- I think they have farted up Gene Gene Ah Gene Ambrose. <laughs> I think they've farted up Dean Ambrose's run so bad. And that's disappointing because the crowds love Gene Ambrose. And they want him to succeed so badly. And the booking and the decisions they've made with him have been really bad. So I don't know. Uh, I, I almost, to be really honest, I feel like they're almost, they're almost in point of no return territory. Um, but the one thing I guess, like I'm, I guess I'm wrong in saying that I'm correcting myself, I guess, but the crowd still love him. And so there's still time to do something with him. And I guess putting him with someone that he can beat is a good idea. And I feel So like, I would agree with you on that. I feel like Chris Jericho is a great guy. Jericho can help give Ambrose great matches. That's besides, you know, in your opinion, besides this match. But I yeah. I guess think of it. But I'd say 90%, of, 75% of this match was really good. Yeah. Do you, since we, I guess we've been comparing matches back to payback, which match do you like better between Ambrose and Jericho? This Extreme Rules match or their payback match? Can't really remember their payback match. Sorry. I may have just, now thinking, I may have just watched the main event of payback. <laughs> I I can't, I, so I don't know. Understandable. I guess I think a lot of people will remember the final sequence of this Asylum match. Jericho being yep. dr- dropped in the thumbtacks. And I don't know if you've seen it at all this past week online, but there's been numerous memes of Jericho falling and all oh, that. And so, see, I haven't. You haven't? My, my iPad broke on Sunday. Here, I'll tell you what. I'll let all the, <laughs> oh. let all the uh, listeners in on this. So I was just sitting watching TV because my iPad had died, so I had it charging in the kitchen. Well, my upstairs neighbor, which this is the biggest reason why I'm so happy we're moving – into our own house. He was, I don't know what he was freaking doing. He dropped a, an anchor or something or <laughs> the big show or a big smelly giant or something. He may have body and, slammed a big stinky slimy giant upstairs. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he body slammed a big stinky giant. And when he did that, it caused our kit, my kitchen cabinet to open a vegetable tray <laughs> To fall out of the cabinet, spike on my iPad, crushing it, crushing the screen, and then then falling off and crushing the veggie tray. So we're out of veggie tray. 
I was on an iPad. <laughs> Luckily now, toward the end of the week, uh, our tech guy at school was able to get me a new one. So I'm, I'm good now. But for the first half of the week, I wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on anything like that. So, yeah. So, so you're saying – so this veggie tray smoked yeah. spiked your iPad. <laughs> the veg Man, the veggie tray was like uh, – was was like the thumbtacks to Jericho. <laughs> Think of it. And my iPad was Jericho. <laughs> Think of it since I've been a big fan of Jericho, always have been. What is your thoughts on Jericho telling people to soak in, quote-unquote, the gift of Jericho? <laughs> it's fine. It's one of those things that uh, it's very much like what he was doing back in 08, but um, it's cool. Whatever. I... I... That story where you said about your iPad would explain why <laughs> I never got a response back from the tweet I sent out to you as of us recording this four days ago. Well, there you go. Yep, that would be correct. Because, uh, listeners, I sent Mr. Beverly Hills a tweet. What does with, it say? With a meme. I said, well, this, before I read the meme, I wrote to you, Mr. At Beverly, Beverly Hills MES. Do you have a moment to talk about hashtag gift of Jericho? And the meme is two Mormons standing there. And the, and, two Mormons? Yes. And on, on the meme it says, excuse me, sir, but do you have a moment to talk about the gift of Jericho? <laughs> and I knew you would have laughed just like that once you got that tweet. So, like, I had to send you out that tweet. Correct. I did not read that. <laughs> Ouch. I haven't seen that at all. <laughs> so something I also had to talk to you about. <laughs> and for you, for old time sakes, baby, I got okay. – well, you're not even looking at your camera, your computer. Oh, I am open up a made event status radio mellow yellow. That's a cool new design they got there. To talk about – the return to dominance of our United States heavyweight champion, Rusev. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the tank, man. If he would have driven the tank out, he, dominance of the world, I'd vote for him for president. <laughs> if he would have freaking drove a tank out, man, Don, ruler of the world, WWE champion. What is your thoughts Whatever. on Rusev? becoming the United States champion one more time. I uh, love it. I think, you know, when we were talking about salvaging and we were talking about salvaging, uh, you know, Ambrose, Gene Ambrose versus salvaging uh, others, I think Rusev is a person who they have. Uh, they made some real big mistakes after he put on shoes. Um, <laughs> the Dolph Ziggler feud I thought yeah. was just terrible, terrible. The League of Nations stuff wasn't very good, except when what was that thing he he stole from WrestleMania? Oh, you were I think you're thinking of the Royal Rumble, and I remember oh. I remember us doing a main event status radio podcast on the Rumble, and how you were ticked off that Rusev entered number two and was eliminated right away, and halfway yeah, through the Rumble back. match. The League of Nations came out, attacked Roman Reigns, and 
And we all were wondering why Rusev walked off with one of the TV monitors. That's and you, right. And you told me that Rusev proclaimed on Twitter that he is now the reigning television champion. Yes, it is the TV champion. Okay, so that was the one time when things went well. Was when he <laughs> when he had the the TV. But otherwise, things went really poorly. But now, I think over the last few weeks, uh, things have really turned around uh, for him. Now, as of our recording, maybe tomorrow things will go much differently for him because I think we kind of all see what's coming. But uh, I, I am happy you mentioned that because in my notes, I put down a possible feud with returning Cena question mark. <laughs> and... I'm sure you're about to get to this that I am also afraid of, you know, a lot, like you said, both of us are feeling that possible Cena and Rusev again. Tomorrow's Memorial Day as of us recording yep. this. I am afraid of Cena possibly winning the U.S. title back from Rusev, but I would love to possibly see them maybe have a match, have some kind of screw job ending because in about five weeks or so, Monday Night Raw will happen on July 4th. Okay. America's Independence oh. Day. And I would love for them to build up a U.S. title match between the Bulgari- Bulgarian brute, our United States champion, Rusev, taking on John Cena, and Rusev beating John Cena on America's Independence Day to remain United States on... champion. Uh, I don't think you're, I don't think you're going to get that. You know what? I doubt it. I will get that too. But let let dogs dream once in a while. Mr. I think. Oh, I think the version that you might get is you might get him winning tomorrow, and then him losing on July fourth. Uh, I could see that. And I guess I just don't want to see. I think you should take that. I think you should take that as a victory if that happens. Yes. I guess I just don't <laughs> want to see if it is true that Cena and Rusev will feud again. I just don't want Rusev. Coming out smelling like a big old turd in a punch bowl, like he did last year's WrestleMania. Turd in a punch bowl. <laughs> Think of it looking at the other matches. Are there really anything else from the card that stands out to you that you want to talk about? Um, I liked the club. Uso's match for the most part. Um, Really liked, I guess, just thinking of things that I liked. I really liked the, um, I don't even know what they call it, some move that had a name to the outside where Anderson came off the top with a kick while Gallows had the guy in a fireman's carry position. Oh, I don't want your move to talk Magic killer. Magic killer, yeah, wizard not, killer, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, I don't know what they call it either, yeah. The Harry Potter, I don't know. <laughs> so I liked that move, and I liked their fin- I liked their finish. This is, uh, um, yeah, so I, I liked that. thought the match was pretty good. Uh, I thought the... The other the other tag team match was pretty forgettable. Yeah, the New Day defeating the VOD villains. Yeah, I think, like, it's funny because I have listened to a couple, I guess, podcasts about this pay-per-view, or one, I think, and those folks were saying that the that the New Day is getting stale, but I just, I don't agree with that, I guess, because just listen to the reactions they get. I yeah. mean, like, maybe they're stale to 
kind of us, you know, smart farts or whatever, you know, internet fans or, or whatnot. But I, th- I think ride that horse until it's yeah. done. I feel my, like my nephew absolutely loves them. So I feel like if they would build up more tag teams for the tag division, that might help out a lot. Uh, yeah. Vod villains, I don't to me don't seem like legit enough contenders against the new day at least to guess the common fan the non-internet hardcore fan i think maybe the next tag team that might seem like a legit threat to the new day might be anderson and gallows which i'm excited to see a possible future feud between the club and the new day yeah i mean the one the one thing about the new day that i would say is that they don't need 10 minutes every show i mean i get that we they're funny people like them they get great reactions they don't need 10 minutes every night it gets really kind of old by the end yeah and i'm waiting for the people to, for their opponents to come out at that point yeah then but, what what's your thoughts on charlotte and natalia's submission match i didn't watch it fair enough you didn't, <laughs> uh, you, didn't you didn't miss much i am sick was it? yeah they had like nine minute nine and a half minutes I wish they would have had more time. I guess, you know, if they would have shaved, like, the 10 minutes off the Asylum match, like you said earlier, maybe give that most of that time to the women's match, that would have been a lot better. I I guess I felt like their payback match between Natalia and Charlotte was better than their Extreme Rules match. But I feel like they're at least WWE is trying to give the women's division, the women's title, more of a fighting chance compared to the Divas title, the Divas division to the last decade or so. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So how can the listeners of the Doghouse find you, Mr. Beverly Hills, on social media? Well, as of Thursday, they can find me again at, at Beverly Hills MES. <laughs> and if people want to hear... You podcast, how can they find that? They can go to the archives of Main Event Status Radio at maineventstatus.com. I, I like it, Mr. Beverly Hills. Or look us up on iTunes. They're still there. It's in the feed you're listening to right now. <laughs> Just scroll down a little bit. I love it. Mr. Beverly Hills, thanks again for coming and chilling with the Dirty Dog in the doghouse. Mwah! Love you all. Two men cannot stand each other. And Jericho out of instinct goes to that cage door. Open it! No, it stays locked, Chris. You idiot! You're going to get it! There's no escape, Chris. It's pinball or submission. All right, I'm doing a run-in. Uh... We, we forgot told, something. We to, I'm happy we started to talk off air. You're like, you know what? We missed something, so we're doing a quick run-in. Yeah, I, I alluded to it while we were talking about the main event, but we didn't even talk about Rollins, <laughs> I feel, which I think is probably the... I feel bad about this. Seth Rollins... I think re- that's probably the one big takeaway from this match, <laughs> Seth from this Rollins, pay-per-view. Seth, Seth Rollins returned. It was announced on Monday Night Raw... I got a notification on my phone when I went to lunch break, 11 o'clock, Monday night. Seth Rollins will be challenging Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank for the WWE World Heavyweight title. Mr. Beverly Hills 
what was your initial thoughts on Rollins returning, and what is your thoughts on him challenging for the title one more time at Money in the Bank? I thought it was done well. I thought, or I think it's going to be a good match between him and Reigns. Um, the one thing I'm afraid of is I feel like Reigns is doing a nice job as champion, like we talked about, and I'm afraid if they switch it to well, and I think I sh- uh. so what I'm afraid of is that I want them to switch it to Rollins, but I don't want him to switch it off of Reigns. If that makes sense. Yeah. I will. So I think, I guess what I want is I think they should have held off on Rollins for a couple months or put him with somebody else is what I mean. What if they have some kind of screwy finish at money, the bank that leads Rollins in a different direction or leads reigns in a different direction, both or them leading to another rematch for the title. Uh, see, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'd I'd like because I want Rollins to beat Reigns, and all at the same time, I don't want a screw finish that leads to a rematch. That's okay. what. That's why I almost wish Rollins could have ran in and beaten somebody else up. I don't know, beaten Ambrose up or somebody. Who was he facing when he got hurt? He was the <laughs> leading up. R- to Survivor Series when Seth Rollins was going to defend the WWE title against Roman Reigns. Oh, <laughs> I guess there you go. I guess that's my fault then. Well, I guess, eh, I I guess, guess he's guess. the perfect guy to face it. Well, see, then maybe they shouldn't have gone with the, with the run-in. Maybe no. he should have gotten the Cena just I'm coming back thing. How about this? You know, and, and just like set a, set a date. How about this? There's been uh, rumblings, I don't know, right around Survivor Series, between Summer Sim and Survivor Series this past year, about a possible Seth Rollins Triple H match at this past WrestleMania, which obviously didn't happen. Right. You were mentioning about maybe a screwy finish at Money in the Bank for the during the WWE title match. We haven't seen Triple H on TV since he lost the WWE title at WrestleMania. What if sure. somehow, some way, either if they don't bring Triple H back, maybe have Stephanie screw Seth Rollins out of the title, winning the title at Money in the Bank, which would lead to Triple H coming back, which would lead to a Seth Rollins Triple H SummerSlam match. Yes, yes, I like that a lot. Or a Stephanie proxy, you know, her representative or something like that. I like that. So I uh-huh. think that was pull him away. There yep. should be, I think, a pay per view between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. So have the proxy so. have the proxy screw over uh, uh, Rollins. Have Rollins beat the, that guy at the next pay per view between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. Surely Triple H should come back and those two having a match at SummerSlam, which would buy yeah, I, I Roman like Reigns that. a few more months as champ. Sure. Mm-hmm. I like I like that idea more. And as, as you, I was super excited to have Seth Rollins back. I heard through other podcasts too, which you know that you know Seth Rollins. They heard rumblings that Seth Rollins was good to come back. Just don't know when. I'm excited to see an unexpected surprise run in out of him, and it things not being leaked out. I guess I am excited to see him challenge for the WWE title. 
But I am sure. on the same bandwagon as you that Roman. So it seems like so far Roman Reigns is having a great, successful WWE, WWE title run, and I don't. I feel like it's too early, like you're saying, to take the title off him after three months. Yeah, that would be my opinion too. Okay, do you have any more to say about this pay per view or Seth Rollins? I don't believe so. Okay, listeners, again. On Twitter at Beverly Hills M E S. <laughs> you got it. The following is an extreme rules match, and it is for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Now, in this match, there are no disqualifications, no countouts, anything goes. The only way to win is by pinfall or submission. Introducing first, the challenger from Gainesville, Georgia, weighing in at 218 pounds, the phenomenal AJ Styles. And his opponent from Pensacola, Florida, weighing in at 265 pounds, he is the World Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns Stars elicit responses Whether you hate him Whether you love him Everyone has an opinion on Roman Reigns Here I am uh, By myself To close this podcast I am the Dirty Dog Darcy This is the Doghouse Podcast Thanks to you Thank you guys again for downloading, for listening, giving me a little more of an hour of your time to listen to me and my best friend, Mr. Beverly Hills, 90210, to talk WWE Extreme Rules 2016. It was a great time to catch up with Mr. Beverly Hills again on Skype. It's been a while that we skipped each other, saw each other over the internet airwaves, talking pro wrestling. Yeah, as you guys heard that he's been he had some injury some injuries he's been recuperating from. So he's been moving. So he's been had a busy last few months. I'm hoping to have him on the dock house more often. I'm hoping quite possibly down the road we can pick back up Made Event Status Radio again. Search out Mr. Beverly Hills on the Twitter at Bev the at Beverly Hills M E S on the Twitter. Again, that's at Beverly Hills M E S. And also, if you want to hear him podcasting, you guys can hear the archives of Main Event Stadius Radio. Him and I co-hosted that podcast here at MainEventStatus.com. Again, that's MainEventStatus.com at SoundCloud.com slash Radio. Again, that's SoundCloud.com slash Radio. And also on iTunes, search out Main Event Status Radio, hit the subscribe button, rate us, review us, help us move up the charts. We might bring back Main Event Status Radio back someday. I hope we do. I'll see those are the three ways you can listen to the Doghouse since the Doghouse is hosted over at MainEventStatus.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, same feed, and all that make it a ten times easier. Because you guys can follow me on Twitter at Dirty Dog M E S as Dog as in D A W G at Dirty Dog M E S on the Twitter. 
Mr. Beverly Hills, I know you're listening once this gets posted up. Thank you very much for the hour plus that you gave me to chat online, chat offline, chat on the podcast, chat off the podcast. I appreciate it. If you guys love hearing Mr. Beverly Hills on talking pro wrestling, hit me up. Hit him up on the Twitter. Let us know on Facebook, com. We still have that for our old, our old podcast. Let us know there on iTunes, SoundCloud, our website. Hit us up wherever. If you want us to bring, or if you want me to bring Mr. Beverly Hills on more often, which definitely trying, as he said, he's busy with moving and all that, so it'll be a little bit harder. Maybe when he's done moving, done settling down, have him on talk, to talk more on the doghouse, which would be great times, great fun. To wrap this up, Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for giving me some time. For Mr. Beverly Hills, 90210, I am the Dre Dog Darcy. This is the Doghouse Podcast number five. I bid you guys adieu. Shame to cry, ooh, baby. Here I am, signed to deliver. I'm yours, ooh, yeah. I will say goodbye, and now I'm back, and not ashamed to cry, ooh, baby. Here I am, signed to deliver. I'm yours. Amazing. It should get, you should get much more time than anyone else. That is our show. Good night, everybody. Jericho, very proud of himself. What does he call it? The gift of Jericho? What a great gift. And what's the world to drink it in? 